Habakkuk is where we're going today. Habakkuk. Let me say this before uh, we move any further. I'm wearing this T-shirt. I love my church. You see this? If you want a T-shirt in the foyer after church, you can sign up to get one. We're selling them. And they've got golifepoint.com on the back. There's several designs as far as the shapes and sizes. There's also hoodies and other different things, long sleeves. So there's an order form in the foyer, or you can see Wendy. All orders, the money needs to be in by Tuesday to get it by the end of the month. Wendy can also take a credit card back there. So sign up, get you a T-shirt. I love my church. I really do love my church. And uh, we're going to have some T-shirts available. We're in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1. Great to see everybody today. Habakkuk. Wait, most of you don't even bring your Bibles. You know, this is modern church, right? So you're just going to be on the screen. You know, you don't have to go through the trouble. Some of y'all don't even remember what it's like to try to find those difficult books of the Bible in your Bible. I know what y'all did. Back in the day, some of you, you would fake it, wouldn't you? You'd be still flipping, and, and everybody would stop, and you still hadn't found it, but you'd just stop anyway like, yeah, praise the Lord, amen. I'm there, Habakkuk, one of my favorites. I love Habakkuk. My dad used to call that book the book of tobacco. Tobacco, tobacco. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. Now this verse is quoted in a sermon preached by the Apostle Paul at Antioch in Acts chapter 13. I want to look at that. Acts 13, 38. Therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, Jesus that is, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets, Habakkuk specifically, come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I will work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to declare it to you. And I want to continue our series, I Love My Church, and today's is subtitled, The People of Faith. I love my church, the people of faith. Say the people of faith. That's who the church is. I want to say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your goodness and for your word. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Habakkuk was a priest whom God called into a prophetic ministry. Jeremiah was a priest called into prophetic ministry as well. And Habakkuk and Jeremiah were contemporaries. The priestly ministry was very regimented. When you were a priest, it was very regimented. You kind of knew what you were supposed to do and when you were supposed to do it and how you were supposed to do it. But the prophetic, well, it just got a little weird. It just got strange. For instance, Isaiah was told by God, 
to preach pretty much naked for three years. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you didn't call me to do the same. And the church says amen, right? For real. It's in your Bible. Three years. And, and if you think, well, it's really not, you know, naked in that sense. I, I'm just quoting the Bible to you. It says, and he preached, and his buttocks were exposed. Ray said, I'm, I'd have to find a different church. Ezekiel was told to shave his head, burn his hair, and preach while lying on his left side for 390 days and on his right side for 40 more days. That would be 14 months over a year. Shaves his head, burns his hair, making some kind of statement, and he's lying on his side for over a year preaching the word of God. Hosea was told, bless his heart, to go and marry the town prostitute. She would prove to be unfaithful to him. And they became this living illustration of God and Israel. So to go from being a priest to a prophet required a great deal of willingness to suffer humiliation. That's putting it mildly. It's in your Bible. Now, to help with that, and I really dig this, Habakkuk was also a guitar player. He was. As a matter of fact, it mentions that he had several stringed instruments in Habakkuk 3.19. So he had several guitars. Probably had a Gibson, a Martin, a Taylor. He had some nice gears, some, some pedals, you know. And, and that helped him deal with the, you know, the strangeness of the prophetic ministry. Now, Habakkuk was called to prophesy to the people of the southern kingdom of Judah, which had lost its way. From the home to the courts, from the palace to the temple, Judah was drowning in corruption, immorality, and unbelief. Habakkuk, the, the word Habakkuk means to wrestle. And Habakkuk wrestled to write the chorus of backslidden Judah. Habakkuk cried out to God for his nation. And God said to Judah through Habakkuk, I'm going to do something that you will not believe me even if I tell you about it. Now here's what intrigues me about that little statement. Romans 10, 17 is just a foundational scripture. Faith comes by hearing, it says, and hearing by the word of God. And yet, through Habakkuk, God says to Judah, I'm going to do something. I'm telling you about it. And yet, you're not believing. You refuse to believe even though I'm telling you. So it sounds like in this case, it sounds as if faith is not coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then Paul quoted Habakkuk as he's preaching in Antioch. He said, don't be like ancient Judah, essentially. He says, they heard the word, but they did not believe the word. 
So Paul was declaring the word, preaching the word, but he knew there was a danger of the hearers not believing what they were hearing. In the Habakkuk passage, if you study it out, you'll see that God was saying, I'm going to fulfill my plans and purposes by raising up Babylon, a godless nation, also called the Chaldeans, under the leadership of a godless king named Nebuchadnezzar, and he's going to invade and conquer my backslidden covenant people, Judah. And in so doing, I'm going to get my plans and purposes moved forward. Well, to a carnal backslidden Judah, this was unthinkable. This was outside the realm of possibility. This was unbelievable. They would not believe it even though God told them. And then in Antioch, Paul is preaching Jesus, Savior of the world, Redeemer of mankind, healer, deliverer, provider, and then warned the audience, don't be like Habakkuk's audience. They would not believe the word even though God told them. So in ancient Judah, the message was too bad to be true. Babylon, are you kidding me? Godless nation, godless king, fulfilling God's plans and purposes. In Antioch, the message was too good to be true. Jesus, Savior of Gentiles, of Jews, of the whole world. Are you kidding me? Here's the point. You and I make the choice to believe the word or to not believe the word. You and I choose to be believers or doubters. The ball is in our court. It's up to us. It always has been if we're going to believe or if we're going to doubt. So I'm asking you, will you believe that he can forgive you of all your sins? Will you believe that he can save you out of your sins? Will you believe that he can provide for your every need? Will you believe that he can give you peace and hope and a future? I'm going to tell you why I love my church. I love my church because you are the people of faith. This is a house filled with people who have chosen, chosen to believe the word, decided I'll be a believer and not a doubter. I've made up my mind. I'm all in. I'm not backing down. I'm going to stand with the word of God. I love my church because you're the people of faith. I love my church because as the pastor, as the preacher man in this house, when I preach that he has thoughts towards you, thoughts of peace and prosperity and hope, plans to give you a hope and a future. I'm surrounded by people who say, I believe that. When I declare to you and preach that he has forgiven you of all your sins, I'm surrounded by people who say, I believe that. I buy into that. When I declare to you that he has healed you of all your diseases, I'm surrounded by people that say, I don't fully understand that, but I'm believing that word of God. When I preach that God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might stand as the righteousness of God in him, I'm surrounded by people who believe that. I love my church because you are the people of faith. Amen? People of faith. 
Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Luke 18, 8. Peter said, your faith is more precious than gold. It's rare. It's a rare commodity. He said that in 1 Peter 1, 7. Jude said, your faith is precious. It is like precious faith. It is rare. Listen, the stock market is going crazy. The Dow Industrials are going nuts. The S&P 500 is out of its mind. That stuff comes and goes. One day it will all burn up. Cryptocurrencies, man. What in the world are those things really, you know? They're just concepts and ideas and blockchain and all this stuff. And people are chasing after that dream. That stuff's all going to burn up one day. But I'm going to tell you what will outlast them all. Faith in the hearts of people. Come on, give him some praise right now. Can you do it? I love my church. You're the people of faith. It is a treasure, this faith that we have, this treasure of truth, this faith in this house. It is precious. Now, let me add, it's not that we used to believe, that we believed at one time, a long time ago in a faraway place, way back when, way back then. No, it's that we believed and we kept on believing. I'm going to preach to you for a minute. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 11, the race is not to the swift. The implication is the race is to the one who finishes the race. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13, He that endures to the end shall be saved. I'm not looking to fast-track super-Christians like five steps to becoming a super-duper Christian. I'm just looking for some people who start believing and never stop believing and just keep on believing. You may be a plotter. You may be a stumbler. You may be a little slow. But you just keep walking that walk of faith. Habakkuk also said, the just shall live by faith. Paul said, we walk by faith and not by sight. Listen, we get a lot of things wrong. We stumble. We mess up. We lose our way. But the idea is to keep moving forward. I like the way Dr. Martin Luther King said it. He said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Come on, give him some praise. You just got to keep marching. Just keep moving forward. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul was saying, in other words, I started fighting and I never quit fighting. I started running. And I never quit running. I started believing and I never quit believing. I love the way Hebrews 10, 38, 39 puts it. Quoting Habakkuk. Now then, the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Then he says, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition. 
but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. He's going to go on and introduce the hall of fame of faith. He's going to talk about Abel, faithful Abel. He's going to talk about Noah, faithful Noah. He's going to talk about Abraham, faithful Abraham. He's going to deal with David and Jephthah and many unknown names, people that he says in Hebrews 11 were not worthy. To, this world was not worthy of them. What separated and set them apart? They never quit. They believed. They made plenty of mistakes, but they kept believing and kept in the game. I love my church because these are the people of faith right here. Started believing, kept believing. A faith that is precious, that this old nasty, carnal, fallen, broken world is not worthy of. You've chosen to believe and to not stop believing. I want you to think back for a minute. We've all known some super Christians. Folks who showed up, showed out, they were outstanding examples of Christ followers. They rose through the ranks, rose to the top. We stood in awe of them. They were super Christians. Their achievements, their accomplishments, their commitments, their sacrifice, their success, their accolades blew our minds. They left some of us in the dust. They were leaders, heroes. They preached, witnessed, sang, taught, influenced. And it was like nobody's business, man. They seemed unstoppable. We couldn't keep up, some of us. We were just ordinary garden variety folks. We felt slow, maybe in our walk with God, stupid, carnal, behind the time. They were superstars. We were what my dad would call peons, right? They had it all together. We were missing pieces. But maybe you've noticed, like I have, some of these same super Christians. I don't see them around anymore. Sadly, somewhere down the line, they gave up on the fight. They dropped out of the race. They lost the faith. They drew back. And maybe those same people looked down on you and criticized you, and you felt like you could never live up to their example. I'm not trying to depress you. I'm actually trying to encourage you. Look around. They may not be here, but you are still here. You are still standing. You're still walking in faith, walking, running, crawling, fighting. You're still in the race. I love my church because these are the people of faith. Not perfect, but believers. Many years ago, when we started our church in Maryland, one Sunday morning, I used to have to go up to the Knights of Columbus building where we met. Folks, we've come a long ways. Now they own the BMW dealership up there in Maryland. They've moved up. But we were in the Knights of Columbus at the time, and gigantic bingo machine kind of served as our this doing remembrance of me table. The altar, you know, the communion table. It was a giant bingo machine. We covered it with this royal blue uh, Knights of Columbus tablecloth. And, and one Sunday morning, I was up there early because they had had a party the night before. The KC's, bless their heart. When I tell you they had a wet bar like you can't even imagine. It was like Mardi Gras, nothing on that KC building. 
in Forest Hill, Maryland. And when I tell you they had had a party, I'm up there and I'm sweeping beer cans and, and, and shrimp tails and, and, and liquor bottles and, 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 uh, and straws and umbrellas. and Like I'm, I'm sweeping up this mess early on a Sunday morning. And we had been in our church plant for about two years. And I was a little discouraged because I was a big fish in a little pond. I, I thought I was going to set the woods on fire when I moved to Maryland. I just, you just have no idea that the boldness I was walking in in Maryland. I remember, I remember walking on this like $5 million piece of property, walking it off and said, I claim this in the name of Jesus. You know, like we, we were meeting in a hotel room, had like five people. And I don't know if we really had five people. But we have five people that would show up, you know, and uh, I could tell you stories. And I'm walking off property, and I claim this in the name of Jesus. You know, we're going to pay cash for this. And So about two years into it, we ain't paying cash for nothing. I can't even pay my rent. I struggle to pay the Knights of Columbus bill. We got just a handful of people. I'm, I'm like realism has set in. Like I didn't realize how hard this would be, and I'm struggling and here I am, super Christian, super pastor, church planter extraordinaire. And, and Kelly, I'm up there sweeping shrimp tails and beer cans and, and wine bottles. And I'm sweeping up this mess. And I started feeling sorry for myself. I'm like, man, you know, like, I just ain't all that, you know. I just ain't really doing a good job. I'm pretty much a failure. And as I talk, man, and I'm sweeping and I'm just depressed and feeling sorry for myself, it's like the devil got in my head and started talking to me. Yeah, you're right. You are a loser. Who are you kidding? You thought you was all that. You thought you heard from God. You didn't hear from God. You're up here wasting your time, wasting your family's time. Your kids are not going to grow up and serve God. They're going to look at you as a failure and a flop. Your marriage can't stand the stress of what you're trying to do. Who are you kidding? You ought to throw in the towel. You ought to give up. You ought to walk away. And listen to me. As that voice was speaking to me, and I was just kind of amen in that voice. How many of you have ever gotten agreement with the devil? You know, I didn't realize it was a I'm just like, yes, right, that guy. Man, I'm a failure. Like, what am I doing? And Maryland, I'm just sweeping. And as that, that voice was speaking to me, I was agreeing with it. But then something, the Holy Ghost came over me and just said, hey, wait a second, Donovan. How long have you been here? Well, I've been here about two years. Yeah? And you're still here. You haven't won everybody, but you've won some. You've made a difference in some people's lives, and you're still here. And as that voice began to get louder, it began to squish that old devil's voice and my old self-pity voice. And I started getting agreement with God. And I said, you're right. We're still standing. And my family is still blessed. My marriage is still together. My kids are going to grow up and serve God and understand what it means to plant a church in hard times and stay faithful. And I started sweeping. Listen, and I got so excited. I went on and turned some praise music on the sound system and the the Knights of Columbus had a disco ball. And I went and turned on the disco ball, and I got me a praise party going at 7 o'clock in the morning in a Knights of Columbus 
uh, hall, you know, that we were using as a church. Somebody needs to turn on the disco ball in their life because, look, you're still here. The devil tried to take you out many, many times, but you're still standing. You're still believing. The faith is still alive in you. You may be crawling, but you're still here. Come on, give him some praise right now. Somebody just needs to turn on the disco ball. <laughs> That's a true story. We get excited sometimes, wouldn't we? And I say, Rodney, turn on the disco ball. And we'd get the disco ball playing, turning. Oh, my Lord. We need a disco ball here. Started talking back to that devil. Holy Ghost fell in that nice Columbus building. Made a difference. Somebody needs to understand. The devil has lied to you. You are still in the fight. You are still in the game. You are still in the race. You may not be flying like Dr. Martin Luther King said. You may not be running or walking. You may even be crawling, but you're still moving forward. You just need to give him some praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still here. I never claimed to be a super Christian. But I know I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I know you got a hold of me and you've never let me go. Even when I was weak, you held on. When I was doubting, you were still holding on to me. And I'm still in the faith. I'm still walking this walk. There are no super Christians in this building today. But there are people who when he tells you something, you have made the choice. I'm going to believe it. Yeah. I choose to believe. I could name names. You could do the same thing. I've got them in my notes. This will go on a podcast, though, and I'd probably offend some of the family members and whatnot that maybe would hear this, but I got, I got names. I've got pe- people. I felt like an idiot around them. They were setting the woods on fire. And now I don't even know what they believe anymore, but they're off the scene. Here's the deal. It's too bad that they're gone, but you're still here. I love my church. 1 Timothy 3.15 says, The church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. Truth is found in the hearts of those who are sitting around you today. You need a... You need to make up your mind. I'm not going to doubt. I'm going to dump the negativity that's controlled me this far and messed with my destiny. I'm going to quit agreeing with those negative voices and that old devil. I'm going to change my destiny to one of faith. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still walking this walk. And anything you tell me, I'm going to grab a hold of it. As unbelievable as it may be, I choose to believe. And one day, listen, church, we're going to finish this race. Do you hear what I'm saying? One day, we're going to get on the other side, and we're going to sit down and have conversations about how we made it over, 
how we overcame by the word of our testimony and the precious blood of the Lamb. We're going to be those who came out of great tribulation. We may have lost a lot, but I still had my faith, man. When Jesus and I got face to face, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. I see some faith in that heart. You come on in and enter into the rest that I have prepared for you. Amen. Stand with me right now. We're going to talk about how we made it over. I want to encourage somebody today. That devil's a liar. That devil's mean. That devil has no conscience. He'll find your weaknesses. He'll study your weaknesses, and he'll pick on you. And he'll tell you, you're a loser. You're not a super Christian. You thought you were going to change the world, but look at you. You ain't changing nothing. You can't even change yourself. You thought you was going to be some kind of big witness. You thought you was going to lay hands on the sick and they were going to recover. Here you are struggling with sickness. You thought you was going to be this big Holy Ghost machine, man. God was using you everywhere you went, and now you struggle. You're so shy and timid and backwards and filled with fear. He'll put all those thoughts in your head, and you'll be like, yeah, that's true, boy, that's true. I want to tell you something. The devil's a liar. He knows if you ever realize who you really are, that you've got that precious, more precious than gold on the inside of you, faith from the living God. You realize how precious that is? Hey, and you don't need a lot. Didn't Jesus say it? Let me tell you what faith the size of a mustard seed can do. You've got some faith. It is precious. They measure gold by the ounce. Brendan, they measure cryptocurrencies by the decimals, point zero zero zero. I can't even say that word. We don't say that in church, Brendan. Just the reason it's measured by the ounce, that gold, is because just a little bit is so precious. Out of the billions of people on the earth, you heard the word and you latched on to it. And it got deposited in your heart. Amen. You're filled with faith. I love my church because this is where people believe. Amen. Can you lift your hands to them right now all across this building? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I've made many mistakes, Lord. We've argued. You called the wrong guy. But, Lord, I know I know in my heart of hearts you've changed me. I believe that book. I believe this truth. And you sent me out here to do something great for you. Listen, somebody needs to understand he's going to do a work in your life. But you need to be different than that generation in Habakkuk's day and say, if you tell me, Lord, I will believe it. I am not refusing to believe. I am choosing to believe. I make that decision. You tell me, you plant that thought, that dream, that seed in my heart. I will believe it, and I won't stop until I see it come to pass in my life. Listen, the Lord is speaking to some hearts right now. He's wanting to encourage you. Anything is possible. Those old dreams are possible. I've made so many mistakes. It doesn't matter. You still believe. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward.